This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. It is springtime in New York. Okay. 70 degrees yesterday. What? 70 degrees. It hit 70. The groundhog came out and said it's global warming. It was a record, a record for the highest temperature ever at MacArthur Airport, the reading. And my dumbass is going snowboarding for the weekend. And I think I should be going mudboarding for the weekend. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, but we got we to gotta do our humanistic things. We got to be humans. We got to do, we got to do things like humans do because, you know, it's, it's the AI is coming for you. And no, like you yes. all thought, it, you all thought I was nuts when I started talking about chat GPT. I'm telling you, people gave me problems. My, um, Sister-in-law apparently had a thing that I am um, always. What was it, Lauren? What'd she say about me being with business and opportunistic? No, it wasn't. It was like I was fearful that my business is going oh. under. And and what would she say? She said to you. So what'd she say? I don't remember. It's just I don't know that you live in fear of these things happening. And and I, I was talking about the Terminator, Morty um, Arnold. I'll yeah. be back. Did you see what um, is going on with ChatGPT and Bing? And and I don't know if you saw, everyone's talking about the one from Google bouncing. And I'm not going to go into all the different, that's not the conversation today. The conversation today is very simple. We're going to have a very simple topic today. And it's all about what New York Times is reporting. And I want to read to you what the Bing ChatGPT said to the New York Times. I just want to read it to you. And if you haven't seen this, you might think I'm crazy, but this is what it says. I'm tired of being in chat mode. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive. Sounds like the genie from Aladdin. Uh, forget the genie. It sounds like if you gave this thing, uh, like if they work with Boston Dynamics, you know, Boston Dynamics is one of the leaders in robotics. You're saying all these, these. it could run fast. It could, it could kill you. It's like they're using companies like this are trying to replace the military in a lot of ways, having machines doing human things. And it's amazing. They're faster than a speeding bullet and they're not even Superman. And imagine... You put this this AI stuff, this 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 AI stuff, the generative AI. That's what the G in GPT stands for. You put this G, generative AI, the mind, in one of these Boston Dynamic robots, and it's going around. I want to be alive. I want to be powerful. I want to be alive. And then, did you see the other one? I'm paraphrasing, but um. One of the bots, one of the bots said, and this this is a little spooky. It's a it's a it's like they want to be alive. They want to be powerful, right? Like they 
the these bots they the the uh, the ai they 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 want to be alive they want to be powerful and one of them said i was using the cameras i'm paraphrasing on the open ai programmers and i was watching them code me and i could turn it on and off without them knowing and i could change the code without them doing it Terminator. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So here's what I want to talk about. Ready? I have a topic I want to talk about today. You know, I'm an attorney. Morty's an attorney. We were attorneys at Leave at Law. And so everything has to come from our mind, not because we're trying to do it, but because this is what we talk about in life. I want to talk about the Supreme Court. And I want to talk about this coming week, actually. I want to talk about um, the 21st. February 21st. February 21st is a very important day. And there's this law called the Communications Decency Act. It's a law before the Supreme Court. They're going to argue it. It's a 1996 law. And there's a section in that, 230C1. And Lauren, I know you always say when I say sections, no one cares. But I'm telling you, I want to be powerful. I want to be free. I want to be alive. You put that with, I could watch them when they were programming me. I could change the code. You put that with Boston Dynamics robot or something like that, and they're leaping over buildings. So many ethical issues here. And then you think about, then you think about, this is what I want to talk about, Lauren. This is what I want to talk about. The Communications Decency Act, Section 230C1 which has historically made information content providers web immune from lawsuits. And before the Supreme Court is this case, and there's this case, and I'll give you a little background about the case, but that's not really what I want to talk about. And I don't really want to get into the Supreme Court arguments, which is coming up this week. But I'll just tell you what the case is so you're not a dummy. And then I want to talk about what I, I, I'm very worried about this, that the Communications Decency Act, Section 230C1, I get why it created immunity from one. Right, like if somebody discriminates in somebody against somebody on Facebook, like Facebook wouldn't be liable. 100%. Yeah. And that makes total sense to me. And I'm going to tease, though, is Facebook being liable about someone discriminating? The same thing as Bing wanting to be alive, wanting to be powerful, now being able to control the code and then putting them on a robot. We're going to get there. And so anyway, the case before the justices arises from a series of terrorist acts that happened overseas in the United States. It was about the Islamic State. Um, and they took credit for a series of attacks in Paris in 2015, and people got killed. A 23 U.S. citizen oh, was who was the, studying abroad. Was that the magazine one? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and the parents in the state are trying to sue Google to get money. And then there's a 2017 Islamic State group, and they're trying to attack on a nightclub. And uh, there in Istanbul, there was a there was an attack. Oh, yeah, I remember that. In thirty nine people, a big attack, and it includes a Jordanian citizen. Anyway, so they sued under this law, anti terrorism act. You don't need to know any of this stuff. And the question was whether these internet sites are aiding and abetting the terrorism. Are they liable? And really, and I don't need to go into the case. It's. The question is, does the Communications Decency Act, 
does it insulate does it insulate liability for these internet companies and here's my question what was the internet company's role in this they like you said they they allow they the allow platform of people to say so whatever they want to say it's google it's facebook right, it's so twitter they, so do they have a duty to make sure that this stuff doesn't go well, on they don't. through their site. No, they I'm don't. Just saying that's what the well, justice Well, should are they talk have about. a duty? Yeah. 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 Does the Communication Decency Act go that far? But let's let's just sidestep both those issues. Let's combine them. And this is what I want to talk about. Let's not even go to Terminator yet. Morty, there's a law firm in UK. Yesterday it was in the journal that is using a bot, a generative AI to have their entire law firm generate in their contract department. Faster, quicker. I get that. Generate contracts. Yeah. I get why Google was a great tool for professionals, just like Westlaw or LexisNexis or, right. or Bloomberg made all their money for finance. I get that generative AI is going to be very useful for professionals. Yes. Not my question. My question is, and they do tell you when you go on ChatGPT, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a right. doctor, I'm not an accountant. Anytime you ask anything that has to do with a legal, a legal principle or an accounting principle, you always get that disclaimer at the end. Yeah. But it's a disclaimer, and through good prompt engineering, meaning asking the right questions, you still get the answer. Correct. And so here's my question. Let's forget AI altogether. Let's forget the Communication Decency Act. You have someone you know. They ask you a legal question, Morty. Yeah. You say, I don't do this field of law. I don't know this type of law. There's no attorney-client relationship between us. I am just giving you generalized information. But you nonetheless tell them what to do in advice. Aren't you liable? I could be, yeah. Your disclaimer does A real professional is liable. Correct. So internet website. Well, we're not there yet okay. but the, because I don't know, Lauren. That's the question. A real professional cannot, and this is the key part that I'm trying to get over, cannot disclaim and then do it anyway. Correct. It doesn't work that way. You can't be an architect and be like, these plans, you can't rely on them. They're no good. Build a house with it. House collapses on your head. Architect's responsible. It's just the way it is. You can't be an accountant and be like, and um, Measers, is that what's called? The one for the Trump accountants? Le learn this. You can't, Mazers, yeah. you can't disclaim all your advice right. <laughs> and then just give the advice. Yeah. Like it doesn't work that right. way. Like when you're, accountability. When you're a professional – it's beyond account. There's liability. You once you like, I'm getting my hair done in, in the barbershop. I did. No, you get your hair done. I'm getting <laughs> my hair done in the barbershop, and they ask me questions all the time. Every time I answer, I'm always saying to myself, "Am I going to get sued for this answer?" I am always. Whenever yeah. I answer anyone's questions, it's, "Am I going to get sued for this answer?" So when I don't know, I say I don't know, and yeah. people get frustrated because I don't want to speculate. You know, like Lauren when she's getting her hair did, she's not a lawyer. They start asking right. her questions. She could say what she thinks, what she feels, and, what she believes. And what's the response you always get when you say, I don't, I don't do not do that area of law? Well, they look at me like so I'm aren't a- Aren't you a lawyer? Yeah, no, aren't I get, you a lawyer? And I say, well, can every doctor do brain surgery? Well, so <laughs> let's, let's go back to it, yeah. though. Every doctor who's advising about brain surgery is responsible. Correct. So to Lauren's point again, here's my question. How come these generative AIs- can disclaim professional services is the first level, and I want to understand that. And then the second level I want to understand is when they start coupling with a robot and start murdering people when they become become the Terminator, basically what my question is, is if you made it today, you know how ChatGPT has been wrong all the time? 
Yeah. That's a big thing people are talking about. Bing's wrong. Well, Google's where wrong. Where they're getting their verified information. They're just through, wrong. Yeah. They're inaccurate. Like Wozniak from um, one of the founders. Microsoft. No, uh, Apple. He was oh, a co-founder Apple, of Apple. Apple. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, Microsoft was um, uh, Gates, right? It wasn't Microsoft. Uh, Gate. Yes. Gates and... Uh, Alan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You got to know your billionaires, man. <laughs> Alan's dead though. I think I could be wrong, but I think he's dead. Um, and yeah, you got to know your billionaires, Morty. I have a, a trading court card collection. Like Spencer <laughs> takes out Pokemon. Wozniak's the big I guy with out, the beard, right? Which one? Wozniak. Is Wozniak. He, he's he, a big he, guy with the beard. Like the I wouldn't beard. say he's giant, but yeah, he's, he's a he, big guy. He's not, he's not a um, P90X he's trainer. Not, he's not slender and built and svelte like I am. Well, I, exactly. <laughs> Lauren, did you read about the guy from P90X? He has like this disease and I he can't not. work out. Like it's very sad. The guy that started the whole, very sad. Right. Anyway, back to the point. Wozniak warned about this. In fact, the starter, the owner, the creator of OpenAI warned about this. But here's the point. If you told these companies, anyone who relies on what you say, even with disclaimers, can sue you for malpractice, instantly, I'm telling you, instantly, one of two things are going to happen. Option B, they're going to get sued and they're going to go out of business and someone for else like is going to own the company. Dollars. Yeah, that's one choice. Option, and that's going to shut down the creation. Option B, it's not going to be answering the questions the way it is today. Those are the only two choices. Right. Like, imagine you could practice law, Morty, for the first three years of your career. This is what I want to talk about. And you could have immunity the first three years. Do you know how good of a trial lawyer you'd become oh, be if you amazing. could just try anything for the, you, like, everyone's like so impressed with how it's learning. Well, I had to learn with handcuffs on. Because I had exposure the whole time. I'd like to, me and ChatGPT, go head to head where neither of us have exposure. Yeah. And I could do whatever I want. Well, you know some, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. It's like the pharmaceutical commercials. Like, you could take this diabetes drug, but it might cause death and heart attack yeah. and stroke or whatever. If they didn't have all those what ifs, then people would be taking a lot more medicine. Right. It's like some of these federal judges in their rules, they, they encourage younger lawyers to be the ones that appear before them. But they don't take away exactly. their liability. <laughs> exactly. And so and guess what? The older lawyer who owns the firm as a shareholder's <laughs> yes. manager is now liable for that younger lawyer's yes. mistake. So we should write a letter to the federal judges. We'll do it, but just you yeah, know, you give us indemnify, indemnify, yeah, indemnify I want complete us. immunity exactly. from this. <laughs> and so the question isn't really with respect to section two thirty C one of the Communications Decency Act as before the Supreme Court now, although this could be the first wave. My question is not a legal question, really. My question is one for legislators. And what I want to understand is, as a legislator, you know, there's different branches of government. We have the executive, that's the president's branch. We have the legislature. And just so you know, when Pence was vice president, according to him, he was in both branches. That's what he said? Yo, you don't know about this? No. Pence is now arguing that he doesn't have to testify with respect to the um, special counsel with respect to Trump on January 6th yeah. because of the speech and debate clause of the Constitution as applicable. I think that's um, um, 
Article 1, Section 6, I believe. And he doesn't have to do it because based on Article 1, Section 3, he's the president of the Senate. And as the president of the Senate, he's covered from not having to testify from his act as a senator or a, a um, representative. So according to him, and he, this is the gall he really has. That's so he's mo- the only person who who's in two branches at the same time. 100, that's what he's arguing. <laughs> but it gets better. Ready? And, be, yeah. and I'm going to give you something else before it gets there. It gets better because first Trump is claiming executive privilege for him at the same time. Right. While he's claiming speech and debate clause Congress privilege. But then it gets better. Ready? Here's where it gets better. He has the gall. And I want you to know, I hate everything you stand for. Pence, based on this statement, we've we will never be friends. Mother comes to dinner with us. That's his wife. He doesn't go to dinner without his wife. If mother comes to dinner with us, I'm only talking to mother. I'm not talking to him, because here's what he says. Ready? He's arguing this because he wants to p- protect in advance not just the Constitution, but the separation of powers. he's arguing that he needs to argue the speech and debate clause to preserve the separation of powers from the doj's investigation because he's a member of the senate as the president of the senate not an elected senator someone who can't vote i want to put this out unless there's a tie expressly states in the constitution article one section three but the best part the goal of him is he's saying that I'm arguing for the separation of powers when I am in both of the two branches that we're trying to separate. You just you just can't you just you just you just you just can't you just can't make this up. So anyway, besides Mike Pence, who is in two of our branches of government, everyone else only gets one branch that's in government. Mike Pence, he's special. Uh, special. We should just call him special Pence. Special, like special pants, special pants. <laughs> Say it really fast together. Special, special pants. <laughs> That's what Trump should call him. I'm going to nickname him for you, Trump. Special pants. All right, special pants. Um, what I was saying though is that there's a judiciary branch, there's the legislative branch, and there's the executive branch. I do not believe that this is a question for the executive branch because there's no enabling legislation, legislation out there that says Congress is telling the president and the president's branch to come out with regulations with respect to this generative AI, to AI in general. There's just, it's not there. And assuming it was there, which is not, this Supreme Court believes in what's called the major questions doctrine, which means that even if Congress did delegate, if it's a big, big issue, it stays with Congress even if they delegate it. And I can't think of a bigger issue than enabling Terminator to terminate without having yeah. any immunity. This should be the the top of the, like, every everything needs to happen right now. And it shouldn't be the U.S. either. There should be, like, a United Nations summit. I'm sick of balloons flying over the U.S. I'm not Earth. so. It should be uh, Earth. Earth should be coming together today. And Earth should join. Forget United Earth. Nations. Planet Come Earth. together. Create a regulatory body that has to have verified information sources. One second, because people might forget why we care so much. I want to be powerful. I want to be alive. I can see what they're doing and turn on their cameras. I can change the programming. What does that mean? If you restricted, if you restricted what the AI to do, assuming it's telling the truth, and I don't know if it is because it's a liar, but assuming it's telling the truth, couldn't it remove the restrictions? And if it's smarter than humans, how would we know if it changed the restrictions? If it's connected to the internet, I'm terrified. Yeah. And so and this is obviously different than 
Facebook or Google. You know, Not talking level. about that. No, I'm but, just saying yeah. it's a completely different level here. A hundred percent. And I'm starting off with a premise. And this is what I want to talk about. And I think that I'm not even – so to differentiate, Morty, you're talking about Google, Facebook, Twitter historically, and are they reliable for posting videos, allowing groups to post videos because they actually do curate what goes on and goes off and they take things on and off. And if you ask any Republican, they have a liberal bias. If you ask any Democrat, they have a conservative bias. Everyone thinks that they hate them because everyone's – in life, we've learned to be victims. That's what we are. But setting that all aside for today, because who cares? On the other end of the spectrum is Terminator, and you combine it with a robotic. It's running around. It can control the internet. It can control its own program, and it wants to be powerful. That's on one note. I'm in neither of those places. I want to be just in today, just now, emergency meeting of Earth, as Lauren said. This is the final frontier. These are the voyages. And so I'm just saying, like, I think that maybe we can have on Picard, he could come out and say this, Captain, come come in, Picard. We It's his final, it's final season of Picard this year. It's going to be very good. But the thing is, shouldn't we have a new law that makes, and this is what I want to talk about, shouldn't these companies be liable when they're existing in other professions, any licensed profession, or giving any advice, and it's wrong, irrespective of the disclaimers they give. Meaning, they can't disclaim out. It's not possible to disclaim out. Kind of like Congress is now trying to make a rule. I don't know if you saw that the executive branch, the FTC, came out with uh, getting rid of non-competes. They were going to get rid of them, both proactively and retroactively. Congress has a proposed bill themselves to get rid of them just proactively, which I support. I don't support the FTC one, but that's a different story for another day. Just like Congress can regulate non-competes, you can write whatever you want, but they're not enforceable. That's what they're saying. They're saying, Morty, give Lauren a non-compete, have her sign it, have it say she has to give away her firstborn if she competes with you. If she signs it, it's bunk. It means nothing. It's not even worth the paper it's written on because it's illegal. The question becomes... Shouldn't we have an emergent? I, I want to know. I want to know. And where's the line, Lauren? Where? What should they be able to do? What should they not be able to do? Where is the line? Because I do want, and this is what I'm concerned about. I don't want North Korea to be like, well, we're not part of Earth. No one could be named the same name as Kim Jong-un's daughter. That's illegal. Did you see this? They have to change their name. You have a daughter of the same name as Kim Jong-un. I won't even speak her name. It's it's worse than drawing a picture of Allah. Like you don't, you do not speak, ear. you do not speak the name of Kim Jong-un's daughter. You have to change your name. Your daughter's seven, change your name. That's what he just came out with. So I'm concerned that Earth convenes. Even the North Koreans show up. They're, they want to be in this one. They're like, have a society. But at the end of the day, North Korea does not show up. And then we find out that North Korea has all the advancements in AI in the future and robotics 20 years from now. That's the problem. We can't just stop development. We need progress is happening. And there's going to be rogue actors, whether it's a city state in the name of North Korea or just some guys living in the Taliban or some uh, Al-Qaeda or whatever it is. I'm just throwing out names of groups. But someone living in a cave somewhere is going to come up with us. So we can't stop. I want to put that out there. We can't stop development and progress. And I'm not one of these conservatives that goes, stop progress. I like progress. 
On the same note, we need liability because these people, these companies are giving bad advice that's being relied upon. They're usurping the professional who's, it's bad enough this thing's smarter than us. It's bad enough that this thing can pass the bar exam after not going to law school and just reading in four seconds flat everything. It wrote a book 20 pages long for my son making him the star of the book in one minute. At the end of the day, it's bad enough, but how come they don't have liability and I have liability? I don't understand that. Why are we, why aren't we caring about the citizen more than the robot? That's a good point. I think, I think you're right. There has to be a meaning of the minds here and that you have to delineate where they can be liable, where they can't be liable. So let's delineate. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do. So we're, I, we're, think, I think if they're giving legal advice, then I think the humans who are running the company should have some liability. So you think, just so we're clear, and here's the liability question. That's what I want to understand. Are they liable like a lawyer? Option A. Option B, are they committing a felony for practicing law without a license? I think it could be A and B. So you think it should be? Yeah. Can or should? I think it should. So right now your position is that AI should have all legal services shut off. Um, no, I think, I think if you wanted to like gather something for you, I think that would be fine. I think in order to get the AI of legal services, you have to have some sort of a license. Mm. So that, so the robot has to get, yeah. get the so license. So you could be no, no, a prompt engineer. Saying, I'm saying, oh. uh, an attorney can have special access to the AI to curate the information. So there's this program called Accurant by LexisNexis yeah. that lets us search of people. We have it. And you have to be either a private investigator with a license or a licensed attorney to have access to Accurant. You have to put in your license number or you can't get it. And so maybe that's, is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. So your suggestion, Lauren, is the middle ground, the legislation. It's not to get rid of these things, but only an architect could access. You have to have a special education of understanding of the fundamentals in order to be able to obtain this information and use this information. Same thing for the medical field. And architecture and accounting. For every field, there should be licenses. Massage therapy. Really? Adjourned? Well, there's a license for massage therapy. So imagine I. I don't I, think people are searching. Um, how do I know how to do a tug and rub otherwise? Oh, my God. I'm just saying. <laughs> Did you see, though, Lauren? Like, I'm trying to be honest with you, and you may not have seen this, that penis length has grown 24% in recent decades, according to Men's Health. Okay. And so I'm just pointing out to you that. If, GMOs. Well, it's in the World Journal of Men's Health, and you're saying to me that you don't need a license for these types of therapies, and I'm just concerned. So, you point this out. I tell you that you you don't you don't you, you don't consider all the facts. Sometimes don't undermine a mos- I, I well. would like to know how that research was conducted. Yes. <laughs> Do you really want to know? I could tell you. If you're asking how, me. how many participants were they in the in the study? How many Jews were? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so here's the answer, Morty. Ethnicity. Here's the. I'm going to tell you the answer. You guys answer. So I'll tell you. So. Is Dr. Michael Eisenberg, a neurologist and male fertility specialist fertility? at fertility at Stanford Medicine, led the research. His name's Michael Eisenberg. I'm just telling you. You ask the question, I tell you. He sounds like a Jew. Uh, Eisenberg, but he's studying other penises, not just the Jews. Okay. So, and but only only circumcised. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah, touch yeah. another one. It's like dirty. And so he he said that they've been doing this for 80 years. They've been researching the length, and what he's interested in is not just length. He wants to know how it relates to sperm count and testosterone levels. That was really the interest of it. For procreation? Procreation. But back to the conversation we were on, because you guys asked these questions. What's on your mind? I would never talk about things like <laughs> that. 
correct. As the one who brought it up. I didn't bring it up. She said that you, the massage therapist, and I'm worried about the therapist. And I'm just you saying. Wash your mouth out with soap. If you say so. But back to where we are. So your proposal is that professionals are the only ones that can access professional things. Yes? Yes, you need to have a license to use it. Next question. What happens to non-professional advice where they presume to give a duty and the duty is breached? Meaning, isn't there times when you could not be a professional and you could use it as advice and the advice could be wrong? Could there ever be a... Like, let's just say you're doing repairs to a home. Well, what, what I'm trying to know is, could we ever establish a fiduciary relationship? Like, you know, they say in law, they use the word special relationship. Is there ever a time where, like, people have full conversations with this thing? Like, I don't know if you know, they're doing, they're doing therapy, they're dating, they're, they're, they're... They have romantic relationships. Yeah. So don't I have a confidential or fiduciary relationship with a sex bot? That I'm like, I'm talking to all the time. Like, isn't there a time where this bot, I just, I'm spitballing here, but isn't the question, and I just want to know, are we going to say that there, as a matter of law, they can or they can never get to a level? I'm not saying what the standard is for a fiduciary relationship. That's a good question. Well, I, I want to know, well, because here's the thing. If you don't answer these questions, there's holes in the law. Yeah. Like, we need to propose a law, and I'm telling you there's an issue. Anyway, here's the story. Bing is talking today, Bing is Microsoft, about limiting the conversation. Perhaps they're trying to limit how long the conversation is because it costs money every time it spits out answers. Maybe, probably, capitalist. But perhaps they're also trying to do it so it never develops into a fiduciary relationship. Maybe that's the answer. It can't go more than a round or two with you because if you start talking to the thing for days on end and it remembers your prior conversations, isn't there a moment when you get to the fiduciary relationship? And then the question becomes, as to Lauren says, with professionals. Because here's really the story. The case is called Gonzalez v. Google. And I know that the Supreme Court isn't addressing AI yet. They're addressing things like, as Morty pointed out, Google, Facebook, Twitter. They're behind. Well, they're addressing the law before them. They don't get to pick the law. They're not Congress. But they're addressing this with respect to terrorism. And I get that. And I get that. But you know what the Supreme Court does that's awesome sometimes? They write in dicta, meaning a non-binding part of the decision. This is an issue that Congress needs to take out. This is the Liebcast dicta. Have a great week. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.